Today's Coffee Shop Conversation is presented by Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizza. Love at 425. This is Tom D'Antoni. Welcome to Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music. That's 2007 Southeast Powell Boulevard. Six plus years ago, pianist, composer Andrew Oliver, the central figure in the emerging new jazz scene here in, in Portland, left Portland and moved to the UK, to London, where he became a figure in the traditional jazz scene. We'll find out how that happened and why he's moving back to his Portland hometown, because he's sitting right across from me. It's going to be interesting to see what direction his music takes once he's back. Contemporary jazz, tango, traditional jazz, something new. Or does he even know at this point? Welcome home, Andrew Oliver. Well, hi there. Hello. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Last time I talked to you, you were leaving. Yeah. And that, that was, was a long time ago. A six long, and a half years ago. Six and yeah. a half years ago. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Jeez. Hard to believe, isn't it? It really is yeah, hard yeah. to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking when I was looking at what you've been doing, I just thought it was so ironic that here you are. You were the avant-garde, the young avant-garde <laughs> pianist here, right? In Portland. No, yeah. you were, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and here you are playing traditional jazz in Britain where it's... It's not unusual. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it seems to be even a, a, a more traditional to play traditional jazz in, in, in the UK than it is here. Than it is here. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair enough assessment. Um, well, you know, you just end up... I mean, it's not like I never did that before. Oh, no, because you had the bridge I had Bridgetown, Bridgetown yeah. and, yeah. you know, that was how I started out anyway yeah. in jazz. But... Um, did you, know, you, you start out with traditional jazz? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Is that totally, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I started with, with Ragtime and, you know, Jolly Roll Morton and everything. Huh. And then, huh. Um, huh. you know, I went, went on from there. Uh -huh. so, so I feel like it's coming back to my roots in some way, even though it's in another country, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you, you find out where you fit in in a place, I think, you know. Uh -huh. And, uh -huh. and um, when I got there, I was checking out all of the different things that were going on. And, yeah. you know, started playing with different, different kinds of musicians, all different uh -huh. styles. and. Yeah. That was where sort of my skill set and what what the scene needed sort of intersected. So wow, that's that's how it happened, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's, it's. I suppose it's it's a bit bizarre from this perspective. Well, you know? it, yeah. It's. I mean, there's there there are lots of ironies in there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, uh. <laughs> that's life, I guess. It's never straightforward, <laughs> is it? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, who's cultural? Who's who's being culturally appropriated in that, in, in, in that exchange? Know. I don't want to know. It's too, it's too complicated. Yeah, too complicated. <laughs> it's good music. That's what matters. It is good you know. music. It's great yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so why why was it that you left? Well, my wife got a job in London. Mm -hmm. That's why we left. Really. Yeah. Um, chance to go somewhere new, try some try something out, have a little adventure. Uh huh. Uh, and yeah, it's been cool. Uh -huh. It's been very interesting, um, being in another country for a long time yeah. and, uh, you know, being involved in a different, yeah, in a different music scene, you know, not just a different genre of music, but like a, a, yeah. a different type of music scene altogether. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, 
yeah, it's been great. You know, we, London's cool, and we get to travel around and mm-hmm. go to other places in Europe. And um, but yeah, it was her job that took us there originally. It was you know, and then I thought, well, there's worse places to play music than London, that's for sure. Yeah. So you know, it was a, it seemed like a good choice, which you, it was. Are you still in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you're coming back? Yes, in June. Wow. In June we'll be moving back, which is very Jeez. exciting as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Time to get back to the old Northwest, you know. Jeez. Can't stay away for too long. You coming back to Portland? Yeah, back to Portland. Yeah. Wow. Huh. It's a whole. It's a whole lot different. Yeah, that's for sure, man. But, it's a whole uh, lot different. <clears throat> but yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's <clears throat> different in a lot of cool ways. You know, uh-huh. I think. I mean. uh it's better that it changes than stagnates. I think it's the same with everywhere. You know? Right, right. So I'm hesitant to say, oh, back in the good old days, you know, such right. and such thing was, even yeah. though there obviously are things which are frustrating uh-huh. that seem to be. But, you know, uh-huh. ask me another year after I've been back for a year, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it is very different and you know, there seems to be a lot going on, which is cool. I mean, at least at least there's there's stuff happening, which is good. Do you think you're going to pick up with some of the musicians that you used to play with? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but uh, yeah, I have to show up and see what happens, you know. Really, but really? Um, uh, yes, certainly I'll. You know, I mean, we've already got. To, um, <clears throat> we did a Bridgetown gig last week at uh-huh. the Swing Dance last Thursday, and uh, so you know we'll be picking up with that. And uh-huh. um, yeah, uh, well, there's a lot of new people in town as well. Uh-huh. That uh, I was at the Ronstein Jam a couple of weeks ago. Is that which right? Very nostalgic. Wow. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's all these kids, you at know, uh, at uh, 1905 uh-huh. Monday. Yeah, and there's yeah, all these yeah. kids who are sounding really great and uh-huh. doing interesting things. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, to, to kind of get back in touch with this music scene and, and all yeah. these new people as well, as well as everybody that I know, of course, mm-hmm. you know. But not being the kid anymore. I know. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> Time passes. Gets slightly older. and <laughs> But that's fine, you know. That, yeah. That, that's fine because when you're the kid, you have to, you know, you have to, uh, you have more pressure. I yeah. Feel like. You know, you have to, uh-huh. you have to do something. You have to make a statement. You have to show something or other. Uh-huh. Now I kind of uh-huh. don't care. Oh. You know, <laughs> I can do whatever. That's now I've good. gone somewhere else and done something different and, you yeah. know, nothing bad happened, right? Yeah. So that was a great lesson. I, now I feel like quite free to do whatever I want, which That's is great. great. You know, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, of uh, course. But, uh, yeah. uh, uh. Do you think you'll put a band together of your own? I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I got to figure out what type. I know. I, I'm sure. I'm sure too. But you know, I don't know what. I don't have any concrete plans. Uh-huh. I'd rather just get back and see what happens. You know, uh-huh. I, I don't want to overthink it in advance uh-huh. um, because I have been known to do things like that before <laughs> <laughs> with mixed I've, results. You I've, know? I've heard that <laughs> even back then. Yeah, even back then. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I know, so it's funny. Some people are, are, are still here, and a lot of people are gone. And yeah. um, I was talking with Dusty York the other day. Oh, man. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Dusty yeah. York, who's turned out to be my baseball buddy. Oh, cool. Who moved to New York to be a stand-up comedian. I remember that, yeah. And uh, then he moved to Baltimore because huh. he's an Orioles fan. There you go. But uh, I'll just never forget, uh, uh, you know, that... After I guess it was the bite one year, he just it's just I'm quitting. Yeah, sold my horn. I remember. Remember that? And he shut down the label and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was interesting, right? You know, another example. Yeah. I mean, it, I find it fascinating, like getting a little older, and I mean, I guess it applies not just to music, but to 
you know everybody you know in general but yeah. you know everyone has these interesting paths and and you know there's a lot of musicians who who have taken other routes and people i went to school with or even that i know from when i was a kid who uh -huh. you know who've moved in different directions so i it's fire it's very interesting to see how, i mean it's a kind of thankless industry well, so yeah. it's understandable yeah. you know yeah um but it's very interesting <laughs> to sort of see what happens to people and, uh -huh. and what everyone ends up doing but yeah, so Dusty's in Baltimore, and that's funny, man. Yeah, I haven't thought about him in a long time. He's leaving Baltimore. He can't. Oh, yeah. I, I, I warned him. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Dusty, it's a toilet, yeah. and he's, he's now he's convinced. <laughs> well, there you go. You but have to see it to believe in it. Yeah, he's, he's apparently he's still got a uh, uh, a place up on Park in in, in in Brooklyn. Oh, cool, New York. Great. So that's good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that, you know, um, you had some you, met, you had some great records on Dyadic. Yeah, it Jeez. was a fun time. That was cool. You know, I liked it. Do you, the, do, do you still have re retain the rights to those? I think you do. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, th I thought he they're was, somewhere on the internet. Yeah, I so guess somebody can yeah. listen to them on Spotify and won't get any money anyway. So right. who cares? <laughs> who owns the rights? You know, one cent a year or something. You know? <laughs> do you ever go back and listen to any of those? Man, I haven't. I did listen to the Ocular Concern record recently, though. Did you? Because uh, I, I was um, hanging out with Lee Eldritch the other day, and uh, I thought, you know, I should go listen to that again. It's still good. I still like it. It's cool. Well, why wouldn't it be? Well, sometimes you <laughs> do something, and, you know, well, then yeah, 10 yeah. years later in retrospect, it's yeah. like, what the fuck oh, was yeah, I was thinking? thinking you know? yeah, right. So it's nice to come back to something you've done and, and yeah. discover that it's still good. You know, yeah. that's a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But that one I think I was pretty happy with at the time, and... I still like it, you know? It was a cool project. That was a cool project. And it was really, like, it was just certain people at a certain time, mm -hmm. you know, that that, mm -hmm. that that worked great. I, I don't think you could replicate it. You could never replicate uh -huh. it. I like that, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of things that that just materialize. That, oops, was that me? Sorry. No. At a certain time and place and me. then uh, go away, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, if, if, I, I think... Um, people, for, for instance, would like to see at least once you put it like a sort of a Andrew Oliver All Star Band back together. Nah, not going to do so. it. No, nah. really. No, it's a it's it's a different time now. You know, everyone's doing different things, and a lot of those people don't play music anymore, like Kevin Van Geem. You know, yeah, yeah or even yeah. Are, aren't around. Uh, no, I think it's yeah. good. That's why we made the records. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But there will be new stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, there will definitely yeah. be some, some some stuff happening. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I've I've also spent seven years playing stride piano and not yeah. anything else. Yeah. So it's a bit of a challenge to imagine getting back into, like, modern composition. Uh -huh. But you never know. You know, when you go to a different place, like, like what happened in London, you know. Yeah. You do different things. So we'll yeah. see. Okay, so tell me about this uh, this um, horn player that you've been that you play with in in in, in the UK, David Hornyblow. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He um, he played classical clarinet and and then got into jazz like when he was in his twenties. And uh, he played with Chris Barber. Who sure? So Chris Barber was like a huge name in in England. Yeah, and I think I didn't know much about him before I went there, but. Uh -huh. You know, right before like rock arrived in the yeah. UK, like mm -hmm. the biggest thing was like mediocre trad jazz. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Barber was like uh, the star, one of the three <coughs> main stars of that scene in the fifties, sixties. Anyway, he's still, he's just retired from touring this year. I think he's like huh. eighty nine. But for since like the mid sixties, he's been playing something like three hundred twenty five gigs a year. Wow. You know, 
continuously on the road. So wow. it's pretty. He's had a pretty epic career, you know, all over Europe, especially in Germany. He tours there a lot. Anyway, uh, so Dave, you know, played with a lot of people, modern jazz, traditional jazz. He ended up in the barber band for a couple uh-huh. of years. And uh, then he moved to Australia for a year and came back to London. And that was the same time that I showed up there. Huh. So, like, I didn't have a ton going on because I was new in town. And he didn't have a ton going on because he had just come back from Australia. Mm-hmm. So it was good timing, you know. We got together, mm-hmm. started working on stuff. We got a duo gig at this uh, cocktail bar in East London. And, uh, yeah, then we started the Dime Notes, which was like an extension of that duet, basically. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, then he got really into bass sax. So he bought a bass sax and started, like, checking out Adrian Rolini and all that kind uh-huh. of 20s bass sax stuff. Uh-huh. And, and we started that other band, the Vitality Five, like, where yeah. he plays bass sax. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. It's been really great working with him over the years. Uh-huh. And, and now we've done this Jolly Roll Morton project last year. Yeah. Or, I guess, in 2018, uh-huh. where we recorded all of Morton's tunes um, on our YouTube channel, The Complete Morton Project, and we put uh-huh. a CD of some of them out last year. So, yeah, done a lot of cool stuff. It's been very wow. fun. That's a deep dive into Jolly Roll Morton. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah, slightly extreme, but but fun, interesting, you know. Huh. Well, what do you find coming out the other side of that? Um... Uh, not all of his tunes are great. Uh, <laughs> no, that's inevitable. But yeah. a lot of his tunes are great. I guess, uh-huh. like, it's been interesting to um, to see, like, the, the material that he had at his disposal and different ways in which he used it. Because I uh-huh. feel like a lot of people in the 20s, like, had a thing, only one thing, usually. Especially that early. Like, a lot of those tunes, you know, were written in, like, 1909, 1910, 12, like, The Pearls and stuff. You know, and I think a lot of musicians of that era, like, they had their thing, uh-huh. and and they, they just did that one thing. But, like, that's what was interesting about Morton as a, as a composer, you know, for that project, is that, like, he had a lot of different ideas and different kind of influences and styles that he brought into his tunes. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. it was pretty, you know, it was, I mean, there were some, obviously some exceptions, like, some weeks where it was like, oh, here's a kind of few boring tunes in a row. But, <laughs> but mostly, there's a lot of good stuff there, and... Uh, yeah. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also like yeah, sort of subtypes of tunes that he wrote, and uh-huh. um, and I think that for the time they were really um, unique and revolutionary. Yeah, and he was very outspoken. Yes, definitely. Yeah, about his own superiority. Yes, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know that was. Um, just an early form of marketing, really. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it worked really well until it stopped working. <laughs> it really worked well for him in the in the mid twenties, and you know, after the depression, that style of music just wasn't what people wanted to hear. And bombast. But, and he wasn't really into <laughs> into changing, you know, yeah. what he did. So yeah, yeah, it was a bad combination, you know. <laughs> and I think that made him more bitter, as opposed to uh. more. Um, Humble, yeah. Yeah, humble, exactly, which uh. might happen to somebody else. But, you know, I think without that attitude, he wouldn't have created that stuff, especially, you know, especially the really early stuff. I think without that mm-hmm. attitude, he wouldn't have just, like, gone for it and, like, written these uh-huh. tunes that that were, like, well beyond what most other jazz musicians were writing down. Not necessarily playing, but certainly writing down, you know, yeah, at yeah. that time. They seem to be pretty challenging pieces to play. Yeah, a lot of them. Are have have their moments, you know. But there's also pianistic stuff that I learned a lot, you know, from doing that project that kind of translates from piece to piece. And stuff I didn't even really notice 
you know, figures here and there or, mm -hmm. you know, ideas from one piece that, that show up in another one. And, and, you know, when you just listen to them, you don't really notice it, but playing them, right. you know, was really educational in that regard too. Yeah. Yeah. How do you choose one over the other? Choose one what? Tune one, one of his tunes over another. <laughs> I mean, you didn't oh, record all of them. We did. We did. You did all yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. They're all there on the YouTube channel. Wow. I guess that's why it says complete. There you go. <laughs> wow. What a project. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. It was pretty interesting. Huh. Wow. Huh. Okay. Um, so uh, what's, what are you working on now? Uh, I'm, I've made a solo record. It's uh -huh. going to come out in, well, I don't know when, probably April or mm -hmm. May on a label called Rivermont, uh -huh. which is um, run by a great ragtime pianist in Philly called uh -huh. Brian Wright. And he puts out a lot of um, ragtime records and traditional jazz and also like reissues of old stuff. And it's, it's a pretty interesting label. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a mix of things. You know, obviously there's some Jelly Roll Morton tunes, mm -hmm. like three or four, and then a variety of other things. Like I made some new arrangements of older rags, and then I played some um, uh, <coughs> tunes by other stride piano players like James P. Johnson and Willie the Lion Smith mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of I've been getting a little bit interested in like early Chicago or like not just Chicago, but some of the like really early blues pianists who played piano solos like pre Boogie Woogie sort of. Mm -hmm. So like before Albert Ammons and all that kind of thing, but mm -hmm. really obscure people like uh, Seeger Ellis, who was like a Texan mm -hmm. blues pianist and then became a f famous pop singer. And so I recorded some stuff by him and by Jimmy Blythe, who was like kind of the inventor of Boogie Woogie but left hand, but. Like, he made the first recording of it, but he's been totally forgotten huh. um, in the lineage of what people think about as Boogie Woogie. Yeah. So there's some yeah. some blues on there, and uh, huh. yeah, so I, I'm pretty happy with it. I recorded it on a really old piano, really? which is nice. How yeah. old? 1909. Wow. In, in, in the UK? Yeah. Wow. An old Steinway. Huh. So that that's, uh, I've been working on that a lot, you know, it's it's basically done now, and it should be uh, should be out in a few months. That's, so that's exciting. exciting. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Um, what was the what was the most difficult piece that you had to, to play on that? I played a piece called Piano Puzzle uh -huh. by Arthur Shutt. He Shutt? was like a novelty pianist. Yeah, yeah. He, and a jazz pianist. He played with Bix and with Red Nichols and a lot of uh -huh. and Joe Venuti and like the that sort of New York white scene in like yeah. late twenties. Um but he also published and recorded like some unbelievable um piano workouts you know yeah and this is one of them but it's really mm -hmm. cool and like mm -hmm. you know there's there's that whole school of novelty piano like mm -hmm. which sometimes gets a bit corny you know like zez confrey and stuff like that and um it was like kind of popular i think it was more popular in a way like as published sheet music you know yeah. people show off like yeah. their piano skills in the 20s right but um this piano piece, rolls, but this right. piece like oh yeah definitely yeah. piano rolls but this piece is, is cool because like arthur shuts somewhere in between that and jazz I so see. he's kind of yeah. unique because yeah. it's also pretty jazzy and yeah. like a little more happening than some of the novelty stuff which is just more show-offy so but that that took me forever to learn you know i <laughs> i still feel i can't play it well but i managed a good take on the album <laughs> so i felt pretty good about that after you know 20 yeah. tries or something <laughs> venuti was hilarious yeah amazing. he was just so funny I saw him a couple of times before, oh, he, before he died. Wow, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that great story about uh, 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 him calling up like a dozen bass players for a gig, hmm. and they showed up and there was no gig. <laughs> he just did it as a joke. 
Uh, they all just showed up and saw each other there. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Everybody was like staying across the street watching. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, jokes that he did. Yeah, yeah. Funny guy. <laughs> fat Italian guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was born on well. He said he was born on the boat, you know, between New York and London, but that's I don't a, think that's true. That's a joke. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, um, uh, it's interesting that, that it must be, you must be running all, you know, all kinds of scenarios through your head about what's go, what you're going to do when you get here. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah that's fun. Yeah. Uh, um, so, and so you've been hanging out with some some old musician friends. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I've been here since Christmas. Now it's like ah. what is it? Fourth of February. So, yeah. yeah I um, I you know I've been playing with tango with Alex Krebs for fifteen yeah. years or something. Right. So right. I I tend to try to come back. Have been trying to come back every year at least once to play with him at one uh -huh. of the. There's two big tango festivals every year. One in February and one in October. Right. So uh, I wanted to do this Valentango Festival this year, which is coming up on Valentine's weekend, obviously, uh -huh. or the weekend before, actually. And um, I was going to go back after Christmas and then uh -huh. come back for it, but I thought that was a bit extreme to go all the way back there for four weeks and then come back here, you know. Yeah. And yeah. also, like, there's not that many gigs in January in London or uh -huh. anywhere, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, si you know, since I'm moving back, I figured I'd just stick around and uh -huh. hang out and get some things rolling gig-wise. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I, I also went down to uh, Austin and New Orleans really? last month um, just to meet up with some people and uh -huh. make some recordings and hang out and meet some new people because there's a lot of people playing, you know, like there's a sort of contingent of, I wouldn't say young, but young-ish people playing um, <laughs> older styles of jazz like yeah. that I know down there. And and some of them I know uh -huh. personally, and a lot of them I just know from like the scene, like from online and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so I wanted to go and, you know, meet all these people and hang out. So it was a really cool trip. It was really fun. I made some cool connections. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, yeah, now I've um, kind of been working on getting Bridgetown re-fired up, you know, really? again. And... Um, mm -hmm. and obviously doing a lot of tango stuff while i'm here too so i've been playing with uh -huh. alex and with megan uh -huh. and uh -huh. and we're playing uh some like duets and you know things and uh -huh. at very small dances and then we'll do the big tango festival in a couple of weeks and um that's always a huge Where's blast that gonna it's, be? It's, gonna, it's at the double tree in lloyd center oh yeah there's always like a bit about seven or eight hundred dancers right and, you know right. it's 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 a big party so yeah um so yeah, it's always nice to be, to be here for that. So I'm yeah. excited about that too. And you know, in general, coming back, one thing I'm sure I'll do a lot of is playing tango music because huh. there's such a great dance scene here. You know, and yeah. I'm really appreciative of live yeah, music. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to being back involved in that. I haven't done much tango in the UK at all. Really? Yeah, it's not a very big scene compared to here. Oh, you know? huh. that's a, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a bit random. It's really it's very random. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he, I've had I've had Alex in here you know, several times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so um, I know what I want. Two things: mm -hmm. TCM, Turner Classic Movies. Mm -hmm. About three or four times a year, we'll play. It's Trad Dad. Have you ever seen that movie? No, no, I never seen you it. Got to see that movie. Okay. It's it's you know how um, uh, Hollywood made really sh really shitty uh, movies about rock and roll, mm -hmm. where they're really really tiny little story built around just like yeah you know, right. 
Well, that's what that's what somebody did with with uh, I don't know Lonnie Donigan's. I'm sure Chris Barber's in it also. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if you could ever get a chance, okay, oh, have a look. It's trad bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, one of the people who took that music and kind of turned it inside out and made it funny just recently passed away which was neil ennis mm. of the bonzo dog band oh my god the, the, yeah absolutely that their spoofs of traditional jazz yeah. are like literally the funniest thing ever ever yeah amazing yeah hilarious yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. should go check it out yeah it's called well, well the best one is called uh Jazz, delicious, delicious hot, hot, disgusting, disgusting cold. cold. Yes, I have oh all. I have, I have all of the vinyl. It's so good. <laughs> I even have. I even have import vinyl from Roger Ruskin Spear, <laughs> who was never released in the United States. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, you, you hear his version of Heartbreak Hotel. I mean, I, it's funny <laughs> that you know because like because the, it's it, old style jazz, traditional jazz, trad jazz, vintage jazz, whatever you want to call it. You yeah. know. It has such an interesting, has had such an interesting history since it fell out of pop- mainstream popularity in like what nineteen thirty-seven or something right, like that. Right, right. Like because it's never died. Like right. a lot of styles of music have just died, right? So yeah. like traditional jazz never died because no. everybody loves it. It's easy to like. It's yeah. easy, it's relatively easy to play. Yeah. But like it's also been played so badly. Yes. <laughs> And there's always been people playing it badly and people playing it well. So it kind of moved into this weird amateur sphere. And then some of that got moved back into popularity. Right, and at the and same people, time, there's people playing it well who were ignored or then became well-known within the sub subset of, you know, and, and it certainly breeds a lot of, like, interesting politics within the scene of people like, well, that, that's too tratty, you know, that, that's not, like, proper, authentic, traditional jazz. And, you know, so there's always these kind of discussions. But it's, it's, it's weird because there's all these parallel paths that have happened since... It stopped being pop music, yeah, you know? yeah. but I think like that <laughs> that satire, the satirical element there, yeah. is is great because you have to. I mean, it is easy music to make fun of. Yes, and, and it's hilarious. You know? It is hilarious. You know, so why not? <laughs> Nothing sacred. You know? I mean, it's if it's going to make you smile to begin with. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Funny. Yeah. No, Bonzo's the Bonzo's. I, I I never got to interview Vivian Stanchel, who was the real nut in that group. Mm. Uh, he was really mm. nuts. Mm-hmm. He was the only person that I know of who uh, wrote a, a song about t- taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> called "The Strain." Oh my God! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, but I got to interview Neil Ennis. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 He came through, played Doug Fur or oh. something here. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go pull out a bunch of Andrew Oliver, t- uh, Andrew Oliver CDs. God, you make me want to you know. see if anything I've done in the past was any good. I don't know. Oh, I think you should because it was. It's uh, interesting. And it's, it's interesting to listen to those, those records, yeah. you know, like we were talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, the, and the, people tried to call it indie jazz. Remember that? No, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think call it was it me. I think it was me. Was it you? Did <laughs> yeah, you make that up? I, I thought I it was Dusty. No, he didn't make that. Up. <laughs> I made that. I made that up. Didn't stick because because it didn't it didn't stick around. Of course, yeah. Well, it's not like it wasn't any good. It was great. It was yeah. great. Great stuff. But you know, people just moved on, and yeah. you yeah. left, and you know, no, it wasn't all me. That's for sure. Well, yeah. that was a lot of it. Was you? But a lot of people were calling it that. Besides me. That's yeah, for sure. But but you know, good things have been happening. Even like the PJCE, you know, it's been yeah. great watching what Doug has done with it. Like 
over you, the years. Are you going to get involved with that some more? I no? doubt it. Uh. But, uh, you know, I'm really glad that um, that it's that it still exists and that it's taking yeah. such interesting turns. And, you know, I really yeah. love to keep up keep up with what they're doing. And I try to see Doug every time I'm in town. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I will. But I, I don't have any immediate plans to. But I feel like it's it's gone off. It's it's evolved beyond um, what, what, what what it was. <laughs> One of the uh, nice things about it. doing these at artichoke yeah, is every once in a while you, you hear yeah. some music in the background. <laughs> it's good. Um, anyway. anyway, no, but the thing yeah. is, I don't know. Maybe maybe you, maybe you don't have this perspective on it, or you want to be humble. But you were an important, really important figure. Well, you know, it you was. Know? Um, it was. It just seemed like there was stuff that needed to be done, so I did it. You know, well, I mean, it was cool. I, 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 yeah, it was a good time period for sure. Yeah, and it was nice to be involved with everything. And uh, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's very different now. So we'll, we'll see yeah. how it happens yeah. coming back. But didn't Drew Scholes play in your band? He was in there, yeah, yeah. and uh, and um, yeah, the whole crew. You know, I, I'll go back and listen to the sex tape records. Drew's, today of now. course, you know, Drew's a big time lawyer. Yeah, now. he's gotten off. Well, yeah. after having become a famous rock star, yes, he's just killing it, man. <laughs> Amazing. Great, I've always, great to see everyone doing well. You know, I've but, always told him he should he should come back here and run for mayor. Yeah, he probably will eventually. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sure he'd do a good job. That's for sure. Now let's see. Was was that? Did you have two drummers in that band? Or that no. was no. That was Dusty's band. Yeah, he had two, yeah. He had two drummers, and yeah. Drew was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I only had one. Do you have a, a favorite band of the the, one, the bands that you had when you were here? Depends on who's listening to this. You know, I might get in trouble. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I still think that Ocular record was was great. Yeah. You know, that yeah, was the yeah. that was a, a highlight as far as recordings go. I think. Uh-huh. You know, we it was you and Dan Duvall. Yeah, Lee uh-huh. and Stephen and right. uh, Nathan Beck, and then we had the yeah. strings section, and Alex played bandoneon as well yeah. on the record. Yeah. So that was a that was a nice project. It was a good confluence of people and influences uh-huh. at the right time. You know, uh-huh. I'm still happy with that. I really like that record. You still involved with the Cora? Not really. Um, yeah. I did actually speak to Kane the other day, uh, just to catch up. I haven't talked to him in years. Yeah. Well, at least a year. Yeah. But um, no, I I haven't been. You know, we did a, a Cora band tour in the UK the first year I was there when uh-huh. we released the the last record we made. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. It was cool. We got um, we had some good crowds and we got some good press for that record. And um, you know. That that was the last time we did that. Things move on, you know. <laughs> Everyone's moved all over the world now. Kane lives in New York, and really? Mark DeFlorio has moved to Italy. Wow! So it's all, you know, <laughs> like you, you know, like I said earlier, you just have to, you have to do the right things at the right time. Like when yeah. when all the people and the the music and he's in the right place, then it's great. But you know, you can't you can't force it beyond that. So uh-huh. yeah, I think you, you just have to take it as it comes. You know, that's that's certainly how things have worked out. For me, anyway. Are you more confident now? Oh, don't know. Do I seem less confident? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't. I certainly don't. Um, don't feel like I have anything to prove. Yeah. Um, which I remember feel. You know, when you're a kid, and then right. you, you know, when, or even when you're when I was in my early twenties, like I felt like I had to do something that was going to like, do, you know, make a statement. Yeah. Uh, now I, I don't feel that pressure, so okay. I feel like things are easier. For sure. Good. You know, yeah. Good. I guess that's good. Oh, it's great. All yeah, right. It's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I feel like, you know, I can do, 
I can do what I'm interested in doing and, you know, and it inter- seems to be intersecting with what people like to hear, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. um, so I'm happy. Yeah. Well, great. It's great to see you again. Yeah, man. You too. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, welcome. Welcome home. Thanks. And uh, can't wait to see what you're going to come up with. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I can't wait to see either. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks, All right. <laughs>